everybody. It's your girl, Rokita, and I'm here back again on the Onstage Plus TV network, ready to bring you your weekly NFL highlights. That's right. I'm bringing you now your week 12 highlights. We're now approaching week 13, where I'm going to give you your week 12 highlights, where we also just came off of Thanksgiving. So I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know we had an amazing Thanksgiving. Um, if you haven't noticed already, I have a special guest sitting here as well. So that's right. Rose Corner. I picked up a corner and took it somewhere else. Stay tuned for that because I'm going to be moving and doing things a little bit different this next part of the season. So what we're going to talk about today is what happened on those Thanksgiving Day games, okay? And who's going to make it to the playoffs? What do these teams really need to do to really solidify those positions in the playoffs? So welcome with me now, my guest, as you can see, right here in Rose Corner. Not only is this man an amazing football fan and person, but he's a diehard cowboy fan. This is the one and only, my father, Victor Jones. Welcome to the show, Victor. It's a pleasure to be here. I always want to get on Rose Corner. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. So, um, Thursday, we had the opportunity to attend the Dallas Cowboys and Raiders game. Uh, there was actually three games scheduled for that day, so it was a big day. Thanksgiving is always filled with uh, football. Uh, I would say that's one thing about our family is food, family football. Uh, we throw some fun in there. We have a really, really good time. So um, that's always our tradition. Football, when I think about football and the traditions, I think about this man right here. I think about our family um, and what we do every year. Thanksgiving is normally a tradition for us. We yeah. cook, everybody brings meals over, but this year dad said, hey, you guys are now here. What do you think about going to a football game? The Raiders and the Cowboys. Well, and you know, at first I got to be honest, guys. I'm a traditional person, so it was kind of hard for me to step away from out the house, the house and the food and everything, and imagine being at a football game. But you know what? It was an exciting game. I'm so excited that we went to the game. Uh, we still had an opportunity to eat. We cooked. Everybody came over early, and we still did Thanksgiving any other way. We just threw the football game in the middle of that. So, again, we had three games that day. The first game was the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears won that game 16-14. Detroit Lions, they're 0-10 now. 0-10. Um, I, I, I don't really know. What happens from here when you're 0-10? <laughs> Well, they had a chance to win that game, and uh, just did. bad luck was with them, and they just couldn't pull it out at the end. They couldn't. And so now that the Bears are 4-7, and seven, uh, which was, you know, the matchup itself was kind of questionable. The Bears, like, like he said, they had an opportunity to win. The Bears, though, probably should have won a little bit better than that. But that's okay. We'll talk about that later. Also, that was playing on that, um, that Thursday was uh, the Buffalo Bills and the New Orleans Saints. Now that game for me, uh, Buffalo Bills came out on top 31 to six. And yes, I know they're seven and four. But if you think about the Saints, they started the league off, they started the season off five and two. Where did things go wrong? Where did things go wrong with the Saints? Well, they lost the starting quarterback and uh, they didn't have an answer for it right now. And now they're suffering. Now they're suffering and they have no answer for Jameis Winston. Yeah. So he went out in about week seven. And yeah. so now they have backup quarterback Trevor Seaman, yeah. Simon, that's filling the spots. And he's currently lost the last four games yes. for them. 
So, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation because the New Orleans Saints looked so promising yeah. in the beginning. And um, I got to say, though, that's the thing about football. And that's what I love about football. It's just like that it can change. Now, of course, I don't like to see players get injured, especially the ones that are really at their peak. And you could see the season was going to go great. Um, and then all of a sudden, ha something happened. So, but again, that is the game of football. That's usually how it goes. Here we are, less than six weeks away from the playoffs, yeah. and everything is changing. So, uh, if you joined me on Thursday, then you also see Rose Corner, where I was actually broadcasting live from the Dallas Cowboys and the Las Vegas Raiders game at the AT&T Stadium um, here in Dallas. So I got to say, um, that game, I'm, and you guys already know what team is my team. I'm a 49er fan. I'm not a Raider fan or a Cowboy fan. I let my husband be the Raider fan. My dad's the Cowboy fan. However, it's football. So if you love football, you'll love the game. And we absolutely had a great time at that game. The game goes into overtime. And so the Raiders come out 36 to 33 in overtime. And it was such a good game. Nobody was leaving. Did you notice that? Nobody left. No, it's Thanksgiving, and nobody left. Literally, everyone stayed around. Why? Because it came down to the last minute, fourth quarter. It came down to overtime. Just a lot of big plays in that game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to my Cowboy fan over here about his take on the Dallas Cowboys and that game because I thought the Cowboys won that game a couple of times. And <laughs> when you say they were supposed to win that game, if well, you can say that. <laughs> Y'all want to say that, but I am, uh, like like mentioned before, I'm a true diehard Cowboy fan. Yes. And it is depressing that we have three losses out of the last four games. Yes. That's very depressing. But this particular game here, I, I, as, as a former coach, I have to kind of look back and uh, say, I'm going to put some responsibility, a lot of responsibility on the coaching staff. For mm -hmm. example... When you see a team that get a ton of penalties like Cowboys has been doing, yes. that shows a team that doesn't have discipline. And the main penalty that we got was from one individual, which was our right <laughs> uh, left cornerback. Yep. And uh, God bless his heart, but uh, he's having some issues. Uh, this year he's had issues in the past. If, uh, if I was a coach and a man had four penalties, uh, per PI penalties, it's time to pull him out and uh, replace him with someone else. Right. Or if you're a defensive back coach, you give him a safety over the top yes. and help him out. So that's why I say I have to put <laughs> a lot of responsibility on the coaching staff. Can't put it all on the players. And players. it's interesting you say that because a lot of people are going to want to put it on um, you know, the quarterback, they want to put it on Dak, and Dak actually played a really good game. He had some really good numbers. I mean, he completed 32 of 47 passes, yep. 375 yards. I mean, Dak, at, at a point where we even thought maybe they weren't going to win, here he comes back down the field, and they score and tie up the game. So you can't say it was on the quarterback, no. okay? And then we're talking about, we're just going to put it out there, we're talking about C.J., Yes. CJ Goodwin? <laughs> Is that what we're talking about here? So we're talking about penalties after penalties and how, when it comes down to it, how much they affect the game, how much they change the game, yeah. because they also had, um, what, who's that Gifford that had the penalties on the kickoffs? Yeah. So those yeah. are two, two major penalties yeah. right here that stalled the Raiders from scoring the last winning field goal. Yeah. So all of that, you say, comes down to coaching. So when we're talking coaching, who's up in the booth? Like, should the person in the booth 
Or who well, was on? The, is it the field coach? Who's calling that? The the, the defensive coordinator is up in the booth where he yes. should be. The offense coordinator, however, is not in the booth. He's on the football field where he's seen the game Everything. at a high level. Right. However, if he would uh, be a little bit more consistent with his play calling, the offense could be more effective and probably put more points on the board. But uh, I'm not a big fan of the offensive coordinator because uh, he's just not consistent as much as I would like him to be. Right, right. And that's what it comes down to is being consistent yes. and consistency. And and we've been seeing a lot of changes with consistency as the season has gone on. Yes. Because you have these teams that were winning in the beginning um, that are now being inconsistent yes. uh, with their plays and the way they're playing so much so that you're just kind of puzzled by what's going on. Yes. So in the end, uh, the Raiders come out. Uh, winning that game. It, it was an actual really good game, uh, especially for Thanksgiving. It was an exciting game. A bunch of fans, um, yes. both Raiders and Cowboys. I was actually yes. surprised at the Raider Nation that was in the Dallas Cowboys home because there was tons of Raider fans there. So at the end, though, the Raiders win, and that's as, what matters, right? As a matter of fact, I, if I had to honestly say it, it was actually too many Raider fans for me. <laughs> I've been uh, California, watch Raider fans, and uh, they're just a little too, too hostile and aggressive for me. I'm just sorry. And and that's how it was. It absolutely was. For the Cowboy fans, uh, it was way too It was a lot of Raider fans in that game. Uh, I actually seen a couple 49ers fans up in that game, too. Yeah. Go Niners. So we already know. We are a house divided. Uh, we are part 49ers and part Dallas Cowboys. But we all share the same thing. Our love for football. You see the sign back here. See, a house divided. We are, if anything, football fans and that's what I love about my family I love about this this is why I'm doing this because of the love of football and that started you know being very very young at a young age and uh, just football being ingrained so that was the game that was Thanksgiving I hope you all got a chance to enjoy those games but I mean we had some other games played this weekend mm -hmm. and throughout the league um, a couple of the games that I just wanted to mention real quick were um, the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants game um, the Giants end up winning that game 13 to 7 um, and the reason I brought up the Eagles was because we're seeing a lot of transition and changes with quarterbacks yes. and again we've been talking about consistency yes. and so we're talking about the quarterback here and for me it just seems like there was too many inconsistencies in that game with Jalen Hurts yes. and he's he's a good quarterback wouldn't you agree he is yeah. And, but he is like all of the new young quarterbacks that yeah. come into the league. Yes. The offensive coordinators want to try to make everything too complex for mm -hmm. them. They just make it simple, give them a chance to roll out of the pocket yes. and be creative. They'd be a lot more successful. But no, yeah. they put them on a restriction and they put them in a position where they can't be successful. And, and that's what ends up happening is you see that transition now. And, um, you know, for Jalen Hurts, it's almost like he – he looked like a rookie, yes. almost well, playing. Yeah. I mean, he, he, is, he a rookie, is a rookie, but he's playing like he's a playing. inconsistent <laughs> rookie. But like again, I say, uh, there's been games where he's been brilliant, yes. and there's been games where he's just been not so brilliant. Yeah. And I, like I say, I got to put that on that on, on the play calling. Yeah. If he's having a bad game, you need to change your play calling system yeah. a little bit to critique it to him. Right. So that's now pushed them down in the NFC East. Yeah. Um, and who's moved up ahead of them now 
is the Washington football team. Yes. And the Washington football team has won their la uh, last four games? Last four their games. Their last four. They've won their last four games. Now moving them right up under yes. the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. So it's been interesting to see that because we just seen uh, Washington play, what, Monday night? Yes. So Monday night here, that's the other game I wanted to bring up, is we have uh, the Washington football team and the Seattle Seahawks. Yes. And, you know, every time I bring up the Seattle Seahawks, it's just, it's a little disheartening. It's just, yeah. it's kind of hard. Yeah. It's kind of hard to see it. It's kind of hard to watch it. Um, let's see. Washington ends up winning that game 17-15, uh, to 15, that game, which it, it still just was one of those games where you're wondering, what's going on with yeah. Seattle? Like, we know Wilson was out. He's had the finger injury. And every week, I think I've said it when I mention him, is, you know, they bragged about how well he healed from the finger injury, how quick his return was back, four weeks, yeah. instead of ten. Do you think he came back just a little too soon? I don't know. I uh, I, I wasn't, I, I'm not there to be able to uh, speculate on that. You're right. But what I can say is this, that uh, now that he's back, it's just like their chemistry is not there. Right, the chemistry right. Is just and not I've, there I've right said now. that I, when I watched them, I'm like, the chemistry is there. He doesn't look comfortable. Mm -hmm. He doesn't look like the confident um, Russell that we are often seeing. And, and I think it's so surprising. It's so surprising that even Pete Carroll is taken back by what's going on. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even have really a whole lot of words for what's going on with the yes. Seattle team. But then I've also heard there's been talks about, uh, well, this is it for that Seattle dynasty, and I think that's that turning point where yeah. it's going down. Do you agree with that? Like, how do you, do you think this might be that turning point for them? Well, uh, if you're in a position with Russell Wilson where it was talks of trading him, getting rid of him, it kills the whole chemistry of the whole team right there. It does. Yeah, so right now, uh, I don't know what's in his mind or what the, what's in his teammates' mind, but the chemistry is really bad right now. Right, and you and it, and it it's so obvious. I think that's the thing about it is uh, even across the screen as we're watching these games, you, you can see it. You can yeah. see it. And, and sadly, he lost this game. Was it on his birthday? On his birthday. <laughs> on his birthday. Sad. And I just thought it was so sad because I'm sure his wife and family wanted to celebrate. And here he is. I mean, he's responsible. He's got the weight of this team. They've lost four games in a row now, mm -hmm. which is just unheard of and unseen. I think that's the most in his career. Yes. Games they've, straight games that they've lost like that. Yes. So, again... You know, that's the thing about football that you love so much. But, again, he's one of those, you know, awesome quarterbacks that you just really are kind of like, oh, goodness, I hope this isn't it for him. Like, yes. I feel like I feel like he's got some more in him. He's got some more time. But, as you mentioned, when there's talks and rumors of yeah. trades and other things happening, you know, that gets in someone's head. And so yeah. it's hard to focus as much as you want to when you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yes. You don't know what's going on behind your back because any minute you can walk in and they call you in the office and things can change just like that. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate. I really wish, um, you know, things go better for Russell as the season goes, but we can kind of already see where they're at. They are three and eight now. Yeah. Um, so their chances of the playoffs well, are... Well, I can suggest to them, you guys have nothing to lose Right. Tweak that offense and change it, go in a whole different direction. Right. Because right now, the whole important thing right now is to try to put points on the board. That's Any it. Any way, fashion to put points on the board, that's what you need to do. Uh, the defense, just, just do what you can, do what you're doing right now, but the offense, 
needs to do something different where they can put points on the board. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, and while we're talking about points on the board and quarterbacks at the same time, the last game I want to bring up, because he's my favorite quarterback, and you guys hear me talk about him every week, and that's Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So the uh, Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens played, and the Ravens actually won 16-10. Uh, to 10. The Ravens are 8-3, so they're still leading. Yeah. Um, the Cleveland Browns are 6-6, six and six, but here you see a game where – you know, you got it's the love hate thing with Lamar. You know, and he's and I say it all the time. He's just this. He makes just as many mistakes as he does great things yes. and great plays. And here we see him throw four interceptions yes. in one game. Mm -hmm. Like that just can't happen. But then he rushes sixty eight yards. Yes. So for for the mistakes he makes, he makes up for it rushing and getting the yards. But can he continue to do that? No, he can't. Uh, uh, actually, he's better when he is a dual and triple threat, meaning getting out to the pocket, rolling to the right, not to the, to left. the left. Rolling to the right, right to the and using options where he can use his legs or make those passes. Where he's dangerous at is when he sit back and doing those progression reads. Right. That's where he's dangerous at. That's where it's they at. need to tweak the offense more to where he's more of a triple and dual threat. I don't know if you guys have been hearing this, but he's been consistent. What is he saying? Tweak the offense. Make the changes, coaches. Do what you got to do that's necessary to get some points on the board and win these games. Because if you're seeing it's not working, why do you keep going there? Yes. Why do you keep doing it? This dude gets beat up. I mean, he gets damaged every game. But for me, what I see is the passion yes. and the love that he has for this game to just come out with that win. And if it means throwing four interceptions, he throws four interceptions, yes. but still rushes all the yards and they still manage to win. The Ravens right now are eight and three. So they're up there with my next team I want to talk about, which is the uh, both teams, the New England Patriots yeah. and the Tennessee Titans. They're both tied right now at eight and four. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're talking Talking about quarterbacks, we're talking about teams and things changing. The New England Patriots have won. Do you know how many one games they won? Uh, straight. I'm thinking about five. Is that six straight games? Six straight games. <laughs> I knew it was close. They win this yeah. game, 36 to 13. They won six straight games. Yes, they figured it out. <laughs> they take a rookie quarterback that's yes. inexperienced. And don't try to make him do too much. Yes. All he does is you just give him at least three seconds to throw That's the ball. All he needs. And, and he's get the ball out of his hands. So they're not trying to do too fancy and right. he's being successful. Right. What happens is when you get these offensive coordinators that overcoach, and yes. that's what causes these problems. That's what causes the problem, the overcoaching, the not changing it up when you see need to. But, you know, if it's not broke, yeah. don't fix it, right? Be simple. And sometimes yeah, just simple. be simple. Right. When you look at the teams who are successful, it's the teams that can put on more than 30 points a game. doesn't matter what the defense is doing. If you can outscore the other opponent, That's then right. you always have a chance to win. That's right. But if that's you can't score about. more than two touchdowns, you're going to lose. You're going to lose if you're not scoring more than, especially with these games this season. Yes. If you're not scoring more than two touchdowns, because think about how high of scoring these games are. We're yes. in the 30s right now. We're in the 20s. You have to be scoring at least two touchdowns. Yes. And these games are touchdown, touchdown, field goal, field goal. They're, you know, kind of tick for tack. You see these teams that didn't even look like they had a chance that are coming back like Washington. They just yeah. they didn't start off so great. You're just kind of like, wow, this team's trying to move up because why? Playoffs are coming. Yeah. So, I mean, and speaking of playoffs, we're about, what, five weeks away? Maybe five, six yeah. weeks Close. away 
from um, the playoffs. They start mid-January. Mm -hmm. So as we see these teams that are here now um, leading the AFC, um, we just talked about the team, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. So we have the Baltimore Ravens actually leading. So that means they, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on how this works, do they automatically now get the first week by when it comes to playoffs like that? Yeah, the top teams get a bye week. So, so the top yeah. teams get a bye week, so mm -hmm. that gives them an opportunity to rest up and do what they have to do to, to come back into the playoffs and now play. So then in the AFC, we're talking about the AFC that's leading. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got number two, the New England Patriots. Yes. Right? We've got number three, the Tennessee Titans, who, um, you know, surprisingly, they're still in there. They're yes. still in this race. And they've lost their games um, without Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. And uh, they've had to switch their game because yes. why? The running game. Is it the they, same? They have to tweak the you offense. Have to tweak you have to the tweak offense. It. You're gonna have yeah. to figure it out yeah. because it's just not the same without him on the field there. Yeah. And so, and then, then here you see number four coming up, Kansas City. Yes. Look at the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yes. I mean, talk about the beginning of their season and the switch. What What have you seen happen with them? Well, uh, when you have a person, a, a offensive player, quarterback, running back, whatever it may be, when they have a very successful year. The next year, all the teams are waiting for them. They oh, have yeah. studied them, and they come out there, they're ready for them. Yes. So when that happens, you have to change things. And Kansas City got caught doing the same thing until they realized, hey, we have to do some th different things with Patrick. Patrick, yes. And uh, if once we do that, we can be more successful. Now you're starting to see that uh, in the mid-part of the year. And they switched it up. So they, they switched, switched it, it up. And you yes. can see, it's almost like you could see yeah, the night switch. Night and day. All of a sudden, they're playing again. You're like, well, where was that at? <laughs> well, why weren't yeah. you doing that in the beginning? Yeah. And, and I yeah. get it. Sometimes it takes to go back and look at film and realize, but I'm with you. If the offense coordinator is right there on the field. Yes. You see it eye level, but it doesn't always work like that. Sometimes yes. you got to go back to the room. you got to really study the film and look at it and say, okay, but they've made the changes. Now you have Kansas City yeah. up in the running again. Yeah. Up in the running, yeah. whereas they were they – were, Three and four, I think, at the beginning. Yeah. So they didn't even really have it. I won't say they didn't have a chance. It just wasn't looking promising. No, for and, them. And if you are a coach in the league, you have to respect the other coach's ability. Yes. You know, if I got a quarterback yes. like Patrick Mahomes that's been very successful in three years in a row, don't you think the fourth year everybody's going to be looking for him? <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to have a different quarterback out there. They're not going to even recognize who that is. Right. But Who's they don't kid? do that. They continue to do the same thing that's yes. confident for the offense coordinator. And so uh, talking about playoffs, and, and so we get what like the top ten teams. So the teams that are act, that are still kind of trying to come for this now are your um, Los Angeles Chargers. Yes. They're coming for it. Uh, the Buffalo's coming for it. Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati. Yeah. So you've got these teams that have completely made the switch the second half. And now you're like, hey, you guys better Baltimore. Like, you know, you're there, but you can't continue to play like that because yes. now these teams have studied. Yep. And now they figured it out. And they're, they're hungry. They're ready for it. So um, over on the NFC side, so we've got the NFC number one is... The uh, Arizona Cardinals. Yep. We've got the Arizona Cardinals. Number two, we've got the Green Bay Packers, um, which we're talking Aaron Rodgers here. And it just, he's been flawless these last, they've won their straight last, they've won the last five games, four games straight. 
-hmm. the Green Bay Packers have. Uh, at number three, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. I mean, we've got we got Tom Brady in there. Uh, we've got Aaron Rodgers in there. And then in number fourth place is Dallas, the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys are in there. They actually have a really good chance yes. to, to win this thing, to get there. They just have to make those adjustments. You've got to hold these players and, responsible. Uh, all the teams you just named have quarterbacks that are very secure. And once discipline. you have a court and discipline. Because you said discipline. Yeah, and an experience. You talked about discipline yes. and experience. And yes. once you have that, there's not a whole lot of thinking to go out there when you play when you out there That's and playing right. the game. It's not a whole lot of thinking. Let them do their job, call the right plays, and be successful. And so then we talk about teams that are kind of chasing them. We've got right behind them the Washington football team, yeah. uh, the San Francisco 49ers, Jimmy Chi. They've won their yeah. last four games. Um, and the Los Angeles Rams. Yes. So here you have these teams that are playing really, really good, especially the second half of the seasons, that are ready for the playoffs. Yes. Ready for the playoffs. What do you say? Yeah, I'm ready. I would say. Are y'all ready for the playoffs? <laughs> I'm ready for the playoffs, too. So playoffs start about mid-January-ish. So we've got about five weeks of regular season game. Then we go into postseason game. So um, as we wrap up, I just kind of want, from your perspective, and I've been saying it, I've said it a few times, who do you see in the Super Bowl? Who do you see pulling, who do you see in this championship game based on what you said and consistency and coaching and making necessary changes? Who do you see and experience? Uh, if I had to call it, I would have to say, I can't trust these other teams with quarterbacks that are just doing good. I have to go with experience. experience. I got to go with the Green Bay Packers. I got to go with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. And I have to go with the team, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, the team that have the experienced yes. quarterbacks because uh, they've already been there. They know what the playoff is about, and they know uh, they're hungry, yes. and they know how to win. They These other win. guys, they are not there yet at all, Cowboys included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's a really good point because I'm going off experience. And on the NFC, we got two very experienced quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. how do you, Aaron Rodgers, and then you see Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. I mean, how do you, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, um, we're talking experience, and somehow, some way, they always find a way. Yes. <laughs> they always find a way, and then I'm gonna have to agree with you on this. I kinda see Kansas City trying to sneak back in this thing. Yes. I mean, I know yes. the Patriots have been playing amazing. The Titans, I just don't think, are going to be able to withstand it. They no. cannot do it. Baltimore, Lamar cannot do this by himself. So no. I really seriously see Kansas City maybe inching their way back up into this thing, and yeah. they're going to be going up against one of those experienced quarterbacks. We've got Aaron Rodgers, or and, and, that, and not to say anything about Kyler Murray yeah. at all, or Dak, because I know they both want it, but they're younger. And yes. we're talking about experience. And if yes. it's anything Aaron Rodgers and um, Tom Brady have, have shown us is that it's experience wins. We see Tom Brady. He took a team like the Buccaneers. Yeah. And they got they won the Super Bowl. So it wasn't about where he was at. It was about the experience in this man and what he brings to the team. So that's where well, I see it. Well, when you get in the playoffs, you got to realize when you play against these teams like the Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, uh, you can't go in there thinking, man, I'm amazed being on the same field with these guys. You got to go right. in there treat Absolutely. them like opponents that you want to beat them. <laughs> go in there worried about your offense. Don't worry about what they're doing Absolutely. on the field. Absolutely. Go in there with a the goal to put at least three touchdowns to at four least. touchdowns on the scoreboard. Yeah. 
and you have a chance to win. And going up against two great quarterbacks like that, you're going to have to put up at least four touchdowns. You're going to have because to. they're going to get at least four touchdowns. That's that's they're going to do whatever it takes to do to win. <laughs> if you can outlast them, that's the key. That's it's the what outlast it is. them. It's the outlasting them because they've done this time yes. and time again. And and what it looks like. They're, they're exhausted and can't do it anymore. They're at their prime. They're yes. at their best. And here they are doing it at the top of their conferences again. Like, yeah. here we see this again happening. And you're like, what are these guys going to go away? Like, yeah. what are and they? when you get down to the end of the game with those two guys, just at those two guys, it's always, man, don't leave any time on the clock with those guys. Well, don't leave any time. When you get the ball, <laughs> run all the time off the clock. That's We're right. all too busy looking over our shoulder, That's right. looking at the clock. Man, I'm worried about everybody. Forget you worry about yourself. That's Play you football. Play football. Yes. That's what you do. You don't worry about who you're playing against so much. Yes. You play football the way you play football that's yeah. going to win these yeah. games. And that's what it comes down to, folks, is winning these games. And I've been excited about these teams that are winning this game. And I'm telling you, playoffs are a big thing. So with these teams, what you see happening right now is that hunger for the playoff spot. Everybody wants that playoff spot. So you've got to come with it. You can't make these silly mistakes. You can't have all these penalties. And one thing I really um, agree with you, what you said, is about the discipline. And we're talking about quarterbacks and teams with discipline. And when you've got teams with penalties like that, it's showing a little lack of discipline there. So that's what it comes down to. So these teams that know about that are going to be the teams trying to take home this championship. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So look here, folks. That is my time. We have wrapped it up. I certainly appreciate you joining me. If you have not joined me yet, you can find me on the Onstage Plus TV network, which is on any streaming media site, um, under Rose Corner, where every week I'm going to be giving you your NFL weekly highlights. And so meet me here again Thursday at 7 p.m. I'll be bringing you week 13 highlights. That is it for me, Mr. Jones, Dad. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me and sharing your insightful football knowledge. I certainly appreciate it. You guys look out for him because I'm probably going to have him on here again. Um, thank you so much. It's been a Say pleasure. goodbye to the people. All right, everybody. Bye -bye, we people. will see you next time. Have a nice evening. Bye-bye.